Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. up it is your boy johnny mags back at you once again for another edition of the all angels podcast joined as always with daniel garcia and today we are live in casa de garcia we are not in uh regular halo haven headquarters today it's like halo haven light yeah really light right so it's a halo haven light i like that so this is our actually our uh 2018 season preview show we wanted to go ahead and record a day early. We usually record on Thursday, so we'll be back on normal schedule, weekly basis, starting next week, uh, every Thursday. And uh, but again, today we wanted to do it a day early because obviously tomorrow is a, a season opener for the Angels. They will be on the road in Oakland uh, again for the second consecutive year. We open up in Oakland. Yeah. Um, so a lot of like you know a lot of topics to get into. Obviously the roster pop spots. Uh, we were talking off mic right now. Um, you know, I don't know if like the updated rosters are on the actual websites just yet, but from what I got, I got 24 people on the active roster. Obviously it's a 25 man roster. So there's somebody missing in my roster that I got written down here, but we'll get into all of that. Who got cut and viewer, que- uh, listener questions and all that good stuff. We'll get into it, um, shortly here. But, um, again, we want to thank everybody who, um, joined us, uh, our last podcast and everyone who emailed us to the all angels podcast at gmail.com. Um, and today we actually have a um, interview that we did with Joe Hudson of the Inland Empire 66ers, the general manager over there. Uh, we went over there. When did we go over there? We went over there last, I believe, last oh, Wednesday. We could go today, right? Yeah, we could go today. Yeah, right after. And then we'll talk about it in the, in the interview. But right after they announced their 
alternative logo, mm-hmm. alternative name for uh, some games in the upcoming season. So that's something we'll touch yeah. on definitely in the interview. But um, yeah, that's definitely coming up this week. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get into that in a little bit. So anyway, let's get into it. Tomorrow's the home opener. Uh, season opener, not season home opener. opener. I'm sorry. Home opener is April second. Yeah. We open up a four game series up in Oakland. Four games in Oakland to start the season. Uh, right away against the American League West, just like last season. Uh, it is confirmed that uh, Garrett Richards will be the opening day starter. Right. So there's no that whole Ricky Nolasco thing like last yeah, year. Yeah, an actual an actual pitcher, an actual ace. So um, if you haven't been paying, if you haven't heard or, or listened, it'll be uh, Richards one, Skaggs two. Um, shoe, shoe shoe is three, and then Otani making his pitching debut right. on Saturday will be the number four. And at number five, or even if they go to the six, Sosha hasn't said one way or the other, but um, that next guy can be a JC. Um, Andrew Haney, they haven't said what his timetable mm-hmm. is as far as coming back. They don't know if you're gonna, he's going to start the, the season on a DL, if he's going to fall into that fifth spot. But um, as of right now, he did just going out with the first four guys. Which and that's that was that's the upside of having a six man rotation. See, we we already go into the season, kind of okay. We got five guys that can go right now. So Heaney, obviously, we miss him, but hey, uh, we got five guys ahead of him already. So that's good. And there's no telling. I don't think the Angels have announced anything about Shohei actually starting in the DH spot no, before he- pitching. So. We don't know. As far as we know, he may not bat until after he pitches. Yeah, he might. So. You know, they might be saving that for his angel debut. You know, when they come in on Monday for the home opener. I don't know how they're going to do it. They haven't really said a hard. You know, every blank day he's going to be a batter, and every blank day he's going to be a pitcher. So it's kind of mm-hmm. one of those things that the season starts and it goes on for a little while. You're going to have to see um, how they deal with that. All right. So look, it's a good segue, and we'll segue with this. Obviously, this is our season preview, so let's look. Let's take a look back real quickly on spring training. Yes, and obviously Shohei Otani. I mean, I guess yeah. I, I mean, I'm not gonna be a like a Debbie Downer, and I'm not gonna be a Halo honk. Yeah. But um, he's 23 years old, making the adjustment to major league pitching, major league level. He's gonna have his ups and downs. You touched on it on a blog on the Halo Haven, right? Yeah, on so, the Halo Haven's the website. So. What's your thoughts on Otani going into the season? And just for, you know, people that haven't read the blog, it's just something I just kind of put together real quick. It's just kind of looking at it as a fan point of view, what to expect. I think expectations coming in, even though they were very high, I think his expectations are kind of non-realistic, thinking that he's going to make or break the season. I mm-hmm. don't think if the Angels make the playoffs, it's going to be because of him. And if they don't make it, I don't think it's going to be because of him either. Um, again, like what you said, he's 23 years old, going to be 24 during the season. And he's a kid that just just came over. Like mm-hmm. you can't expect him to pick it up right away. He's already kind of tweaked a little bit with his batting <clears> mechanics. <throat> if you watched the last couple of games uh, or the last game he batted against the Dodgers a couple of days ago, or last day uh, yesterday. So he's a work in progress. If it was any other twenty three year old uh, player prospect, I don't think he starts the season with the Angels. I think no. he starts in AAA. He gets his bat, his at bats in. He gets his innings pitched up. And they bring him up when he's ready. But because it's Otani, because it's the big hoopla, because it's this, you know, Babe Ruth type player that can do both, uh, the Angels kind of pigeonhole themselves into bringing him on the roster now. So with that being said, it's going to be a process. They're going to be ups. They're going to be downs. He's probably going to have games where he looks great. And you're like, you know what? That's what's going to happen. That's what needs to happen. There's probably going to be games where he's going to go 0 for 4 or give up six runs. You know, just as a fan, be prepared for the ups and the downs. And... My, I'll, I'll leave it with this. The main thing that people don't understand, or I don't know if they just don't understand, or they didn't haven't looked into it, is that 
what they're paying him yeah. now is nothing compared to what they paid, say, players like you, Darvish. Again, I touched on this on the blog. You, Darvish, in his first two seasons in the Major League Baseball, I think his first season was eight or six and a half million plus. The yeah. second year was like ten and a half million. Right. So this first year for Otani, he is making around. I had it, I wrote it, I had it down, but he's making around six million. But that's with like a four and a half million dollar bonus for, yeah. for this signing. Yeah. Next year, without the bonus, he's gonna be making just over five hundred thousand. So to think that the Angels got you know bought a Ferrari and it can't get out of yeah. the driveway is completely yeah. wrong. They got a they bought a Honda and if that Honda can go one hundred ten miles an hour, they're gonna take it. Right. You know. So with that, I think this is a process. There are gonna be a lot of ups and downs. A lot of. Uh, good moments a lot of bad moments i think as fans we just need to realize that it's not going to be you know roses every time he's out on the mound or in the batter's box i'm like 100 percent in agreement with you as far as coming into the season or even when the angels signed otani he was never the guy that was going to put us over the hump he that's that wasn't he wasn't the guy the angels put all their chips on right like he just wasn't he was just a guy that everybody wanted and the angels said why not and we got lucky and got him so i always said from the beginning Anything more he gives us than, you know, maybe, you know, a 500 record on the mound is icing on the cake. Right. You know what I mean? Any home run that he hits for us and get RBIs and drives in for us, icing on the cake. It really is. Right. And, and like, kind of, his, this is his first year. Now, I'm not saying he can't be that. It can't be great given two, three years. That's great. Like, I hope he does. And everyone that has a quote-unquote expert, some of the people that you respect, you know, either whether it's ESPN, Fox, Yahoo, whatever, say that this guy can be a frontline pitcher and, you know, an above-average batter. Great, but I don't think, as fans, we should expect that in his first year. No, absolutely not. Especially, like, again, 23 years old, different culture shock. Right. Um, we had an email from Lamar Washington for, uh, a few uh, last week. He said, okay, so this is really just touching on what we just talked about, so I just wanted to make sure I gave him a shout-out. He said... Okay, so I see all the social media is, has a lot of negativity, especially on Otani. Now answer me this. Am I crazy? I don't think the Angels spent much on this guy, and I believe y'all touched on this before. Any pos- Anything positive this dude brings is a plus, right? I, uh, last I saw, I don't remember the Angels putting their playoff hopes on this dude. I'm, uh, I'm frustrated at the posts. I see bashing this dude. The Angels uh, overall spring training games, or, or I guess he says he's tired of seeing like a lot of negativity just on spring training games. I yeah. think a lot of people are excited to see the Angels play or they're excited to see, you know, new players. And when that new player doesn't do anything, I think a lot of people really uh, uh, put a lot of emphasis on these games and, like, what they're seeing. And, and I'm more of a guy that says, hey, and I think you've said this before, Daniel, where spring training games, to me, is if they come out, if every player comes out healthy, healthy, it's a good spring game. Yeah, it's, a, it's I mean, if everyone comes out healthy, now Ian Kinsler is dealing with something that's yeah. still an up and down, whether they just start the season on the DL, same thing with Haney. But for the right. most part... Everyone's healthy. I right. mean, your pitchers, all your main pitchers um, are healthy. It's not like a couple of years ago where, or even last year, where you had Nalasco, like you said, Nalasco yeah. starting the opening day game because there was no one healthy or ready. Now, okay, whatever. If Richard wasn't ready, uh, Shoemaker would have been ready. And if yeah. Shoemaker wasn't ready, Skaggs would have been ready. So definitely at the onset of this season, is, I think it's real different than what it was at the beginning of last season. Yeah, and you touched on uh, Heaney. Duncan Duncan Healy, a listener, emailed us and said, Heaney, with elbow inflammation, this is something you guys are worrying about at all. Um, again, elbow inflammation, it's been enough to hold him back for about a week and a half now. So, I mean, I say it worries me to the point where I say don't rush him back. Right, there's no need um, to. We have five guys in the rotation already. He's the sixth guy out now since he mm-hmm. got hurt. So, no need to rush Andrew Heaney. 
Will he be a, a, a horse in the rotation? I think he will be. That's why I said take your time with this guy. Let him uh, 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 kind of develop. Yeah. Uh, get, get his elbow back to where he needs to And be. even, too, um, you know, like you said, they play four against um, okay. Oakland. They play three when they come home against Cleveland. But then they're off next Friday. So, so they have an extra day. Yeah, they have an off day early. Mm-hmm. And um, for people that don't know, the reason why the season's starting so early this year is that there's four extra off days throughout the year for all teams. So, you know, that could help uh, yeah. uh, if someone's a little nicked up. They can push him back. They can skip his rotation. <laughs> or um, if it's a position player, they can sit him on a Sunday getaway game and have an extra day to rest. So, you know, little stuff like that I'm not too worried about. Everything coming out of Angel Camp, you kind of take with a grain of salt. But everything seems to be positive. Okay, so touching on spring training and kind of reviewing spring training overall going into the season, Duncan Healy asked, are there any prospects standing out to you guys so far? Um, this spring, I think we, we were – because the amount of spring training games we saw, we saw 33 spring training games. Mm-hmm. We were able to see a lot of the a- Angels' youth. And to me, I mean, I don't think there's – I mean, obviously, Jam Jones stands out to me because he's a – you know, we interviewed him for right. the podcast last and He had a great season in the Empire. Matt Dice is an obvious guy. Um, yeah, a guy like, uh, I think Mark, Michael Hermosillo. Um, we were able to see, um, what's the infielder's name? Uh, Fletcher. Fletcher. Fletcher did really well, too, yeah. Yeah, we got to see guys like that. So, to me, the person that stood out as far as prospects is, I don't want to pinpoint one guy. I'm just going to say the whole, every prospect in whole, because in previous years, our minor league system was depleted. Right. And, you know, you see these guys who were supposed to be decent prospects. Like, you know, I don't want to talk smack on anybody, but where's Roberto Baldoquin right now? Right. You know, he was one of our top prospects like three years ago, and he's nowhere to be found. You look at our top prospects now, you have guys like Jam Jones, Joe Adele, Torrey Hunter Jr., you know, uh, Fletcher. Brandon Marsh. Brandon Marsh, Thais. Um, you look at you see those guys, and there's hope for the future. Right. So, to me, like, the the minor league system in a whole kind of stood out for me this spring. Yeah, you know, and kind of like you are saying, um, uh, Fletcher, the infield, he... Uh, he was able to play so many different positions. I, I think he's on his way of being – if anyone goes down the infield for a serious injury, I think he might be one of the first guys coming up just because he is so versatile. And you can see with their roster moves, um, keeping someone like a Marte around that they want and having Luis – people that can play more than one position. Mm-hmm. So if someone goes down that infield, they can have Fletcher up, can play shortstop, can play second, can yeah. play third. You can tell Socha if you're on the bench, he wants you to play multiple spots. Right. And what he was able to do, not only um, at bat, but in the field, I think stood out quite a bit. Right. Yeah, Fletcher. Fletcher's a, a good little uh, infielder guy to have. So now moving forward from that, let's look at the – obviously, the we have a question from Edward Vizcaino. So we're going to touch on what – we're going to – it's a perfect segue. Like your, your guys' question segues into exactly what we're going to talk about. Edward Vizcaino asks, so you, you all know the final roster spots have been filled. You guys surprised at all. Who got snubbed, in your opinion? So, I have the tw- I have twenty four guys written down right here. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a twenty five man roster. I don't know if yeah, I missed somebody. But like you said, I don't think the final yeah, final roster spots are done yet. They have they have till tomorrow at least, I guess. Or tonight. Or tonight. Sure. But so far, this sounds right to me, with the exception of I don't see Noe Ramirez. In I see I, I see a, a tweet by Jeff Fletcher from the OC Register, and they said it looks like he will be okay. um, with the team. With okay, the team. so I'm going to add him onto this because I have 24. He'll be number 25. So I'm going to say Noe Ramirez, Jose Alvarez, Luke Bard, Cam Bedrosian, Andrew Heaney, Jim Johnson, 
Keenan Middleton, Shohei Otani, Blake Parker, J.C. Ramirez, Matt Shoemaker, Tyler Skaggs, and Blake Wood. Those are your pitchers. Um, looking at that pitching there, those names I just named, anyone that you see that kind of odd man out or who, 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 like, okay, obviously this. What if Andrew Heaney goes down on the DL? Who do you think the Angels call up? Or do they call another position player? I think they probably... <sighs> And it's weird because you have they have Otani listed. Yeah, as a and see, and see the, the the thing with the Otani experience, and that's mm-hmm. something I guess the Angels have to deal with, and also the kind of fans. He's a two way guy, so technically, yeah, he's a twenty five man roster, but it's kind of twenty six because yeah. you have an extra batter or right. an extra pitcher, however you want to look at it. Right. I think it depends. With that extra day off, I can see him bringing up another pit, another. Um, bullpen guy and again it, it depends on how the season starts if mm-hmm. for whatever reasons the first three or four games the angels starting pitching gets lit up and they have to go to the bullpen early right. and, and and those guys are extended i can see him bringing into the pool do you see do you arm. see them maybe bringing in like a guy who had a good spring like in john lamb i can see that or i can see like a bridwell that can give you some kind Parker of bridwell yeah they give right. you some kind of discount length out of the bullpen yeah, yeah um can go three four innings easy Especially, like I said, if, if the stars are getting lit up and they're going to need a guy to come in in the fourth and go all the way to the you know the seventh or the eighth, he can be that guy. Yeah. Um. That was that'd be my best guess. But again, with Otani being there and him also being a pitcher, and you kind of have six pitchers on the roster if if Haney stays healthy and everything like that. So, with that, kind of kind of weird not to see Bridwell in the final cut. But he did have a rough spring. Right. The guy, let, the guy was, you know, he was second in the team in wins. And he had season. options. And he had options. Yeah. So, so that made it easy. Yeah. It made it easy. But going into the season, remember going into the final stretch, we were talking about who starts that wild card if the Angels make it. And we were mm-hmm. talking Parker Bridwell. And, you know, you fast forward four I, months later. I think he'll be up. He's like, a young guy. He's a young guy. I think he'll be up. He's definitely, if a starter goes down, he's first man up. Yeah. Um. You know, Tropiano, I like the fact that they're not going to rush him back from Tommy John surgery. Right. So, I mean, again, if, if something happens where you're missing two or three guys, then yeah, he'll be up. But um, I definitely think Bridwell is the first guy up if a starter goes down yeah. or they want to go, you know, need him for maybe a long, long relief. But right. Bridwell is definitely the next guy up okay, pitching-wise. So moving from the pitchers, let's go to the catchers, and here's where, here's where it stands out. Final spots are obviously Martin Maldonado and Rene, Rene Rivera ekes out Carlos uh, Perez. We were talking about Carlos Perez uh, not making the final team. He got DFA'd. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, I think, like you said, he's he's too good not to be picked up, right? Right. Yeah, so um, Shohei wasn't on the 40-man roster. He was a non-roster invitee to spring training. So to bring him up, they have to make room. They have to DFA someone. And with them sending down Carlos who was out of options, he was the one that was DFA'd. So now the process is every team has a chance to put a claim on him. And like you said, he's he's too good of a player for not to be a starter and definitely not to be a, a backup catcher at some major league team. So there's a good chance that um, he'll be somewhere else. Now, if no one does claim him, then he can go out to Salt Lake and, mm-hmm. and you know if anything happens to these guys, he'll be brought up. But, yeah, it kind of sucks to see him. He had a really good year. I think two years ago he was a finalist in the Golden Glove Award. Um, offense has always been kind of hit or miss with him. I think right. that's probably what hurt him a lot. But um, yeah, definitely a fan favorite. So if he if he isn't able to uh, get through waivers untouched and he goes somewhere else, it definitely would uh, hurt the fan. Yeah, the majority of the fans. A lot of people last year were like, you know, why isn't he up? And 
and he should be up. And he had a great uh, season at AAA, but we touched on how why have him up when a guy like Martin Maldonado is lining it up. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get any playing time on a major league roster. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, there, there you have it. He wasn't on the team all at all last year. So, But Rene Rivera is a solid major league veteran who adds some definite pop to the lineup when he starts. That's something that the Angels didn't have in a backup catcher. Last year, backing up uh, Martin Maldonado was uh, Juan Gratterall, who was, you know, probably a two twelve hitter. I don't think he – I don't know if he had a home run last season or not, but – Rene Rivera comes over. The guy has pop. He has great defensively. Um, I honestly, and here here's a little story. I met Rene Rivera back in 2003, 2004, when he was a catcher in the uh, Seattle Mariners organization. My brother uh, used to work for the Inland Empire 66ers. Met him there. Very great guy. Back then, we even knew that he would be a major league player. And you fast forward, now he's been in the league 10-plus season. So the Angels do have a solid backup right. in Rene Rivera. Let's not get that. You yeah, don't miss much when he's in the lineup. Right, and they even said, too, the fact that Maldonado played so many games last year, they do kind of think that hurt him down the stretch. Right. So don't expect him to play you know, 90% of the games at catcher like he mm-hmm. did last year. So expect him, uh, Rivera to get in there a little yeah. more in the mix than, they, than Gratterall did last yeah, year. Yeah, Gratterall. Hardly touch the, uh, any part of the field, and, right? And I think what they're gonna do with Renee is that they're gonna probably make him like maybe shoemaker's catcher, like be that one mm, pitcher's special, catcher, you like know, a, like a specialty kind yeah, of catcher, yeah, yeah, and then maybe get one more start here and there. So, and that helps out Martin Maldonado a lot. And like I said, that doesn't our lineup doesn't get hurt as much as it did last year when Martin isn't in the lineup because Renee definitely provides pop. And, 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 you know, defensively, he's... Let's not say he's just like Maldonado, but he's not too bad. Right, exactly. You know, so... All right, so moving from the catchers, going into the infielders here. And then here we go. Zach Cozart, Ian Kinsler, Jeffrey Marte, Andrelton Simmons, and Luis Valbuena. Ottoman out there was Chris Carter. He had a pretty damn good Yeah, spring, he did, and, but, but he wasn't... He didn't have a major league contract. Yeah. So, um, he's still in Salt Lake, and if... Pujols gets injured, or Marte, or Valbuena, Ingles kind of first baseman mm-hmm. kind of DH guys get hurt. He'll be the first guy up in that situation easily. Yeah. Uh, Marte, I think for some people was the surprise. Yeah, he, to me he was. Uh, yeah, so Marte again, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. He's kind of versatile where he can play Third both. First. Yeah, both corner Even outfield. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they put him in left field as a. Um, you know, a spot guy. He's not going to be there obviously for more than like one day, but. Right. Sosha really likes his versatility to play either position. And same thing with Zach Cozart. Um, mm-hmm. He could play third. He could play shortstop. He could play second. Right. Um, Ian Kinsler hasn't played the last two games against the Dodgers. Three games against – no, two games against two the Dodgers. Two games against the Dodgers. And they put Cozart at second and said, okay, there you go. So there's a lot of versatility at the infield positions with the players that they have now on the roster, which I think will help, uh, will help a lot. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know. Like right now, Kinsler's down. Kozar moves over to second. Luis is playing third base. Yeah, you know, uh, if it's a day where, if it's a day where um, Pujols can't play first base, well, then you move Albuena to first base or and Mart- you put Marte to or, yeah. or vice versa. Yeah, you know, Kozar slides over to second. You know, uh, Anderson Simmons needs a day off. You slide Kozar at a shortstop. You put, you know. A, Luis can play second. There's options there. Right. You're not, not set. Like yeah, they're not. These guys aren't, okay, I'm a first baseman. Oh, yeah. I'm a third baseman. Oh, I'm a second baseman. These yeah. guys can move around. I mean, besides Kinsler and Simmons, those guys are pretty much yeah, sec- second second, second, and shortstop. Yeah. Everyone else in that infield 
can move around. Can move around and can play at least one other position. And which, I, I like it. Man. Which it, it, it'll help. You're not going to lose a lot if someone needs to sit down. You can't. You're not forced to pull some you know bench player. But you can still have a starting guy at a different position, but still be in the lineup. Yeah, it's it's an awesome. I mean, like that that thing missing from the infield is a little utility guy, but you don't need him because you know, your Coles, guys are there. I must say, Kozart's almost that utility yeah, guy, he but he is. but he's a he's star a starter. Dark, starting yeah. quality player but has that utility kind of bench player mentality. Sean Figgins vibe to it. Right. Oh no, exactly, but yeah. but performance-wise he can get you starter numbers. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so moving out of the outfield, this was pretty much set. And I I call this one Calhoun Trout up then, and I knew Chris Young was going to be just the because, guy. Yeah. He signed a, yeah. a major league deal for like yeah. three million. I'm like, I don't think the Angels would just sign him just to let him go. Right. Um EY had options, right? To well, oh, he got yeah. well. He got when he got signed on. He got signed on as a minor, oh, minor as minor. So they didn't. So no yeah, options. He didn't. Needed. He didn't break. He didn't bring camp with the so, major league team. So yeah, Ey's a great player. Mm-hmm. He might get called up in case you know yeah. maybe Chris Young goes down or maybe an infielder goes down. They're like, yeah, you know, maybe Marte gets you know cut. Or I don't know. Something happens with Marte. They're like, let's just bring up another outfielder yeah. since we got Valbuena and there. They can move from third or first anyway. Right. Um, so we might see Ey during the season, um, but. That outfield was pretty much set from the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, the only kind of... Unless, you know, um, Chris Young... Uh, I almost said Eric Young. Uh, almost if Chris, only thing that would have hurt Chris Young was that if that injury at the beginning of spring was, like, super serious yeah. and he needed, you know, a month or yeah. two months to recover. That was the only way, I think, Eric Young... I'm going to get these Youngs mixed yeah. up sooner or later. EY um, and CY. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was the only way he, uh, Eric Young was going to be able to get on the... Starting at least opening day, but yeah. um, Chris Young, you know, he can play center, he can play right, he can play left. You can have you know, again Marte play left. You can play have Chris play um, right. Trout play center when those corner guys need a right. day off. Whatever. Right. Again, so um, versatility. He can play two outfield, three outfield positions, yeah. which you need. And uh, you know, as a major league player, so yeah, off and the a, bench, a proven, it helps. yeah, a proven major league player. This guy's pretty good. You guys don't sleep on Chris Young. Um, when he gets in there, we're not going to miss too much, you know. Um, Trout's going to play at least 150 games, knock on wood, wood, you know, hopefully, you know, barring any injury. Now that he always wears his little mitten yeah. when he's on base, you know, you know, you think he's good. So, you know, he's going to play these games, but when he needs a day off, Chris Young slides into the center field's position. It's it, that's, it, it's simple as that. And the one other guy that we've missed here in, they, on the Angels website, he's listed as a DH, it's Albert Pujols. So Albert Pujols is going to be pretty much our first baseman this year. What do you think first. about that, Daniel? I like it. Um, if you anyone's ever watched any of the games this spring, have noticed he's lost quite a, a lot, bit of weight. A lot of weight. So Looks good. So I mean that knowing that he had a full off season to actually train and not recover from a knee injury, recover from a foot injury, recover from like a, a lower body injury. Like he's had a full off season to train. He lost the weight, so you know theoretically you would have less pressure on the joints. You know, my girlfriend asked like, oh, well, is he. Do you think he's going to get any faster? I'm like, yeah, he's running from having a piano on his back to, like, maybe, you know, a digital piano on his back. You know, right. he's, he's still not going to be a burner like he was early in his years. No. But um, I think with Pujols are looking for him to play more first base, his batting averages were way up from when he played first base to when he plays DH. Just because he's even said himself in interviews, he feels more involved when he plays first oh, base. Yeah. He feels more into the game. Like, it's one thing where, all right, I go up, hit. Now i got to wait another two, three mm-hmm. innings. Now I'm in the cage. I'm, I'm swinging. It's different. I, yeah, you just a whole different mentality because now you're separated yourself from the game. So when he's 
into the game when he's playing first base, his batting average show that it, it, it's higher. So hopefully with him being healthier, being lighter, playing more first base, he will be able to have a better year than he was last year. Right. You're warm. You're out on the field. Momentum, too. Like, you guys, they're, for instance, you're the Angels. There's a situation where they're out on the field and the base is loaded and no outs. And, you know, the pitcher strikes the guy out and then, boom, double play. That momentum, you feel a part of that momentum coming in. Right. On, you're on the field rather than seeing it on the bench. There's something to – trust me, I played baseball in college and – there is definitely that momentum that you feel. I can't. I can't imagine just sitting on the bench waiting for my turn to hit right. while my teammates are out there making all the plays. Yeah, or you know, down. yeah, they're playing defense and yeah. you're underneath the stadium doing batting. Yeah, you know, hitting not, off the tee. There. So it's like you're kind of separated from it. So yeah. I believe him when he's like he's more involved. He he feels more part of the game. Like you said, you have momentum. You have, kind of have that. Um, that adrenaline rush. It's hard to get that adrenaline rush when, you, like you said, you were just sitting and watching a game. You like made a great <laughs> double play or or whatever. Yeah, okay, now you're coming up to bat and boom. You know, great things happen. So hopefully this is kind of a a bump in the right direction for pool holes. And again, if he has to DH most of the time, then you have people like Valbuena and Marte that can yeah. play for space. If anything were to happen, like, he can't play the field. But yeah, we're not missing anything defensively because, you know, Valbuena and Marte are good defensive players at first base. So, you know, bat- batting-wise, obviously, you know, hopefully you hope that uh, – Valbuena has a better season, um, batting average-wise. Um, and then Jeffrey Marte, you just hope that he regains kind of more of that confidence he had the year before. Right, you exactly. Yep. So, or, even, or even the spring. Marte had a really good spring, yeah. too. So hopefully he can carry that over. It looks, to me, Marte has a real long, loopy swing mm-hmm. and that, that, that kind of affects him sometimes when he's down in the count. Like, he doesn't know how to shorten up his swing a little right. bit. But that's the stuff that he needs to work, work on, on during the season. Yeah. Get more at-bats. And, you know, we'll see what happens there. All right, so that's... What I have for the 25-man roster coming out of spring training this year. Yes. Where do you want to go into our our predictions, or what do you want to go from? Yeah, here? we can go into the we can go because it leads into the poll question right. too. So, um, for people that don't know, uh, we have a Twitter poll every week. Well, it's going to be every week now before the yeah. podcast. We'll post it Monday, um, Monday morning at it's going to be at Halo underscore Haven. So every Monday morning, look for a poll question. It could be about something that happened that previous week, something that's coming up, or just kind of whatever random. But um, this week was, you know, being the preview edition, we asked, what, how do you think the Angels are going to fare this year? And this, the choices were simple. Um, division winner, wild card one, wild card two, or just completely miss the playoffs. So with, with all the votes tallied up, the one with the most had wild card one, with okay. 41%, um, 18% thought they were going to win a division, 34% thought wild card two, and uh, 7% thought they were going to miss the uh, playoffs completely. So that's where the fans voted on. But uh, so where do you have them? Okay, so I, you know, I have them. I didn't really like wild card one or two for the pulse sake. I did go with wild card one, but I do see the Angels sneaking in there in the wild card. You look at last season, we finished what? Two games, three games back. We were we were like, like right. We were touching it. We were touching yeah. it all the way, all the way, yeah. all the way to last week. Yeah, all the we way were, to the last week. We were touching that second wild card spot, and I think the Angels improved. And mm-hmm. I thought the Angels would, you know, we have Upton for a full season. Yep. We have a healthy Valbuena coming into spring training. We have a lighter uh, uh, Albert Pujols, who's lighter on his feet. Mike Trout, who's one hundred percent healthy. He's Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. 
Right. You know, Zach Cozart. Pitching staff base. is also healthier yeah, than this time last year. Yeah. But Richards, Skaggs, Shoemaker look good. JC Ramirez looks good. I have them winning the wild, being in the wild card game. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to go one or two. Okay. I have them in the wild card game. That's that's my standing with that. All right. And then I voted wild card two. And then we'll get into our overall predictions, predictions and the division winners and the other wild card teams. But I picked division wild card two just because, um, dude, that. The Astros, 21 games yeah. above the Angels last year. Now, is it going to be 21 games this year? I don't think so. I doubt it. It Could it be 10 games? Yeah, it could be 10 games because don't right. forget they got Garrett Cole. So now you, they have a full year of Verlander, a full year of Garrett Cole. You're right. Uh, they, I mean, they didn't lose they, anybody. They didn't lose anybody, and they got a full year of Verlander and a full year of Garrett Cole. So, so they got better. <laughs> so they got better also. So, again, the Angels finished 21 games behind the, the Astros last year. Do I think it's going to be 21 this year? No, but if it was 10 to 15 games, would I be surprised? No. So I had them going as the wild card, too. And look, guys, anything can happen. I mean, they could conceivably win the West. You never know what can happen in Houston. Right. But again, you look at Houston up and down from roster, top of the roster, bottom of the roster, and you're like, yeah, there's no way anyone's beating them to win yeah. that division. And that's, you know, but this is with anyone, with any kind of, if there's a big injury, but that that can be with, with, any, with any team. So. You know, um, people like to say, well, what if someone gets hurt? Well, yeah, but what if someone on the Angel gets hurt, like Mike Trout, and he misses five weeks? Yeah. Then it's not even going to be close. So yeah. um, with everyone being healthy on all the teams, that's kind of how I see it. Um, so we can get into predictions real yeah. quick. We'll just, we'll, let's just blow through the NL because okay. NL will just kind of just poo-poo it. And so who do, you have, who do you have for your division winners in the NL? NL division winners. So my NL West winners obviously are the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, I just don't see anyone in that division. The, the Giants got better. They picked up Longoria. They picked up Kutch. You added him with a healthy Buster Posey. But yeah, the, Madison Bumgarner, Bumgarner got, got hurt. Bumgarner got hurt, yep. Um, Arizona's a good team. Yeah. Colorado's a really good team. But they're not better than the Dodgers. Right. Um, the Dodgers just lost Turner for like two months, but Corey Taylor slips right in there. Right, exactly. And they don't miss a beat. Right. So I got the Dodgers winning the NL West. NL Central, I'm just going to go with the Cubs because they're the Cubs, yep. and they won the World Series a year, uh, two years ago. And they still got a good team, you know. Um, they picked up Darvish, and everybody wants to talk smack about Darvish choking in the World Series, but he's, he's great, still a good pitcher. He's a great regular season pitcher. Yep. He's a great pitcher, and he'll get him there. So I have the Dod- uh, the Cubs winning the uh, – NL Central and in the NL East, I got the Nationals. I don't yeah. think Max Scherzer. There's no well that, and you look at the division. Who's going to beat them? I mean, you have maybe the, the Pirate. No, the Pirates are in Central. The, right? But yes, yeah, Central. But, but like, like the Mets. The or, Mets. And yeah, maybe they'll make a run mm. if, they have, if their pitching stays healthy. Their lineup isn't great. Um, the Marlins aren't. I mean, they're going to be like a Triple A team. So yeah, I I mean, your division winners in the NL are, are my division winners too. So again, we can just kind of blow by that. Yeah. Who do you have for the two wild? Cards okay, spots? so not not I don't have one or two, but I do just the two wild cards to me are the Rockies and the D-backs. Okay. See, I so so you have the same as last year. Yeah. So with mine, I have Arizona because I think their their pitching is really good with Granky, uh, Robert Ray. I think that can carry them into a wild card spot. But I have the Brewers because I kind of like they were okay. cl- they were close to the Cubs last year. I think they were only six games back. They're a the good Cubs. team. They're a good they, team. They got oh, oh what was it? Not Ozuna. They got Yelich. Um, um, Yelich yeah, from Yelich. Kristen Yelich from the outfield. Mm. Um, they have a good. Uh, prospect base to where if they need to make a move at the trade deadline, I think they will. Right. But yeah, that those are my two. Arizona, again, no in particular order. Arizona and the Brewers are, are um, NL wildcard teams. Okay, so now AL, I guess we're kind of in agreement Astros in the West. Right. Just because mm-hmm. you look at what they did. Yeah. Um, I picked the Indians in the Central 
17. They won by 17 games last year. I don't think they're that much better. I think the Twins are better, so I can see that being around you know single digits when right. the season is over. And then I have New York in the East. You know they they lost it by two games last year to Boston, but kind of the big you know uh, the big move this year besides the um, besides the Otani signing was you know John Carlos Stan going to New York, and now you have Stan and Judge back to back in in the lineup. So I have New York, Cleveland. Astros and the division winners. Now, I, I I don't know why I wrote down White Sox. I meant Indians. I don't know why the White Sox are on there. <laughs> well, you're going for the sleeper. <laughs> I might have been like searching the Central teams going over and wrote White Sox. But I have I, I Astros. I have the Indians winning the Central. They were in the World Series yeah. two years ago. They were a really good team. They, they got Kluber. Their, their pitching staff is right. freaking ridiculous. Um, they always, I also have the Yankees. Okay. I mean, you look at that lineup. Everyone talks about Judge and, and – um, Stanton, but you're forgetting Gary Sanchez, Dita mm-hmm. Gregorius, Brett Gardner at the top of that lineup. Right. That's a ridiculous lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Yankees in the East, and my wild cards are obviously the Angels and our arch nemesis, the Red Sox. I got the Red Sox winning okay. the, the other wild card. Real quick, um, I'm getting a lot of uh, the hat. <laughs> hat Addict and uh, Mary 54G. I got the hat in spring training. Um, I don't know if the at Angels. Tempe Diablo. Yeah, Tempe Diablo. I don't know if they have it. At the team store here, and I doubt it because it's an Arizona hat. I don't know if it, you maybe you can get it online, but I got it at Tempe Diablo. And then uh, Mr. Analyst eleven eighty says he's got the Cubs over the Astros in the World Series. That's not bad. I mean, the the playoffs are kind of just a kind of a crapshoot. The hot team's going to win, whether you whether that's the team that is the best team overall or not. Um, for my wild card, I have the I have the Sox as the one, and the, and then the Angels is two. And I was really close. The Twins scare me. Oh, yeah. The Twins scare me. And if you just look at where they're ranked, um, like power, everyone came out the preseason power rankings, the Angels and the Twins are like neck and neck. Like the Angels are around 10, 10 and a half average power ranking, and and the Twins are around 12 power ranking. But you look at what they were able to pick up in the offseason. Fernando Rodney, yeah, people not might like him, but he can get stuff done. done. Gets it done. Addison Reed, a great young. Um, reliever too, so those guys can be a closer. One of them can be the eighth. They can go back and forth. Um, they got Lance Lynn on a cheap. The oh, pitcher, man. the pit, and, yeah. I, and I text you when that when they signed him, I was like, that hurts the Angels. It's because that's probably their main competition for that last playoff spot again. And picking up a Lance Lynn where he can fit into that you know fourth or fifth spot, reliable, cheap, and again too. So if they need to make a move, they're not going to be constricted onto payroll or anything like that because they got Lance Lynn really cheap. And then Byron Buxton, uh, oh, for people that don't know, he had a huge coming out second half last year. Yeah. Young, athletic, um, really good center fielder. One probably the best younger center fielders coming up right now. And if he's able to continue what he did last year, he's a guy that can carry a team. Maybe not like the main guys can, but he can definitely um, be a a force at the plate in the in the outfield when the, the season's going on. So the Twins scare me a lot. Um but, you know, I put the Angels there, but, I mean, I have a feeling that the the distance between the second wild card and the first team out is going to be probably like three games. Yeah, it's going to be close. And you're right, the, that Twins team is definitely no joke. Um, man, And let's not forget they're managed by a guy who's baseball smart. I mean, right, mm-hmm. right away got this team, you know, and he's – look where he put them. That close. Right. That close. So, good team. I mean, good – the 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 bad thing about 
the wild card is you're one and out. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's hard. And especially it's hard, too, if, if you're consistently playing to get in yeah, and, and you and use then, your ace maybe on the second to last day because you need to, there's a good chance he's not going to be fully either not fully ready or not be ready at all for that wild card game. So now you're working on your um, third or fourth pitcher in that wild card game. So it's, the wild card, the playoffs are, are really tricky. You know, So once you're in, all I got to do is get a ticket to the dance and then see what happens. Morg White says they got Logan Morrison, too. Well, see, there you go. Wow. So that's even more. Exactly. So it, it's 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 gonna. That team was already good last year. The, the second, I think, the second half they're the best offensive team in baseball yeah. in the second half. So that team scares me. You know, the Astros are kind of like that that thing way on the distance, but the thing right in front of of the Angels is going to be the Twins. It's going to be the Sox. I think those yeah. are the ones where you will constantly kind of have to. Comp- compare yourself to i hate the freaking uh red Sox. by the way big shout out to danny uh social halo social d halo fan he says he's at the airport getting ready to go to oakland we met up with danny last year i think at angel stadium i think you were there with us maybe i don't know, if I don't was, know. but chris i know for sure chris and i were out in alpha and danny came out and said what's up last year so big shout out safe travels man i hope you got your red on <laughs> hopefully the sewage doesn't break i know right all right so that's that. I mean, yeah. our predictions, our poll questions. Um, we did say that we have a interview coming up with uh, the general manager of the Inland Empire 66ers, Joe Hudson. Uh, we briefly touched on touched on it. Um, the Inland Empire 66ers last week announced that for eight, eight games during the regular season, they will be known as the Cucuis, no, Cucuis de San Bernardino. Now... Said it better than I could. Yeah. He... Uh, as soon as it came out, they released the logo. Uh, the hat. Daniel, you like immediately you text us, and we were like, this is awesome. I, I'm 100% for it because if I can get a new hat, I'm going to yeah, get a new hat. Those bastards make <laughs> me buy new hats. And every, like, there's, I think, 33 teams. Well, Joe speaks about it in their interview. I won't talk too much about it. I just wanted to give you guys kind of the segue into that. Um, so we had an interview, uh, the uh, Joe and the Inland Empire S66ers front office. Nothing but class, man. These great guys, guys. I great mean, Joe himself, great. Yep. Just took us in, showed us the new. Uh, the The interview consists of the uh, the Kukui thing, mm-hmm. and then the new. Uh, uh, what to expect this year from the 66ers? Yeah, the, just the new stuff. The new, whether it's in the stadium, whether it's players on the yeah. field, we we kind of touched a little bit of everything when so, we sat down with them. Big shout out to the Atlanta Empire 66ers front office, and especially Joe Hudson for opening the doors at. Sam Manuel Stadium and letting us in and taking time out of his hectic, busy schedule as they're getting ready for the start of the season. Um, we really appreciate it. But uh, we got the interview coming up on the other side of this break uh, before uh, we got a word from our sponsors. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. 
Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. up it is johnny mags from the all angels podcast i'm here as always with daniel garcia and we're here with the internet empire 66ers general manager joe hudson joe thanks for joining us on the all angels podcast absolutely thanks for having me cool so we got a lot of uh, things to get into uh a lot of off-season things going on with the 66ers uh last yesterday as of we're recording the day after you guys announced it the Inland Empire 66ers for about, I believe it's eight games, will be known as the Kukuis of San Bernardino, correct? Yes, yeah. So uh, we are going to be part of a 33-team minor league baseball diversity program. And uh, we were excited yesterday to be able to announce that for eight games in the 2008 season, uh, we will be the Kukuis de San Bernardino. And so super excited about that. Um, we're, we're looking forward to having a little bit of fun with it, as you guys can imagine. Yeah. You guys know yeah. us well enough yeah. to know that we like to have fun with some stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. Was, was that your team's call to name the Kukui's, or was like the minor league baseball kind of, you know, hint, not hinting, but giving you suggestions, or was that 100% your guys' call? No, so so uh, kind of a, a combination of both, actually. The minor league baseball came to us back in October and said, hey, uh, you know, are you interested in me in part of, of this program? And of course, um, knowing our, our Latino based right, uh, right. demographics, it, it would be something that we thought would be fantastic. And so um, we said yes, and they said, hey, you know what? Why don't you guys brainstorm, think of some ideas? It was funny. The one thing that uh, <laughs> the one thing you told me is, I'm just not a huge fan of the uh, 66ers in Spanish. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, you know what? You said, you know what? I, I don't think I would be either. Um, and so, uh, so we started kind of brainstorming as an office of a, of a bunch of different names and we presented three or four of them to them and we both just landed on Kikui's and thought that that would have been a, a lot of fun right. and something unique. And I think something that, um, you know, the Latino, uh, population can relate to and, yeah. and, and, uh, get on board with pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a part of a, it's called the Copa de la diversión campaign and yes. is that is that is that some kind of little kind of we, we were talking about it yesterday like inside, kind inside of tournament. tournament or is it just yeah there's a bit of uh, i i don't know if you want to call it a tournament or a competition but there's a cup that they're going to be uh uh visiting every team with kind of I, I think they modeled the image of it after the Stanley Cup by all, okay. for some reason <laughs> but um but essentially yeah it, it, there's a way that you know, each team participating has a chance of winning this, um, and it's based off of a lot of things. It's based off of your community involvement uh, with the uh, uh, the diversity program, your um, your sales ability with getting new and, and unique visitors to come out for that, your in-game um, experience, that, and how you're changing to uh, to better have an in-game experience for. Uh, the Latin population and Latin culture, and so so it, there's a whole lot of things that go into it. Uh, but yeah, it is. It's, I guess it's kind of a competition, a tournament, however you want to say it. Yeah. Between okay. the other thirty-two. Cool. And so yeah. I was we were reading. I was reading up on it. And it's, so obviously the team's gonna have 
the hat. I mean, a, a new logo, with, with, a new jersey, with, right? With the announcement, the hat came out. Now, I know you're talking about any kind of uh, hints you can give us to as far as the jersey might be looking at. The the jersey is, uh, so we're just doing home jerseys. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, um, uh, but the the jersey is going to be the Kikui script uh, okay. front with uh, that tear mark that you got. Nice. Uh, we should be able to release those here real soon. Okay. I, I'm, I'm expecting in the next couple of weeks we'll have the ability to get those released. Um, you know, honestly, Sometimes it doesn't do it justice when you don't have the actual product in hand. Right, right exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, one of the things that we're yeah. that we're waiting on. But uh, but yeah, we will be. I mean, it's not going to be just the hat. It'll be the full uniform. the full uniform, and we'll do our marketing effort. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but on our Facebook feed yeah. and our so all of our social media, Instagram all switched over. To it, we all switched over, and so that's yeah. going to happen every time that we take the field as the Kikuis. Cool. We we are going to really transform our entire brand for those eight games. Um, to do it, and our marketing effort beforehand will be will be used towards that um, as well. So yeah, that's awesome. That's exciting. And I also uh, the day of the games where the Sixers become the Kukuis, You guys will have festivities and such stuff like Latin festivities and stuff. That's like that. what we're working. We're working okay. for having uh, a tie-in for the uh, the Latino uh, community uh, to to tie in. So. You know, we're still brainstorming exactly how we're doing that, and we've got a lot of good ideas. And now we're trying to work into the execution phase. Um, but yes, there'll be it will not be just your run-of-the-mill uh, 66ers baseball game. There'll, there'll be there'll be some Extras. unique unique experiences, unique activities going on to, right. to help tie it all together. That's awesome. That's that's uh, change is always good, and that's awesome. As soon as we saw the logo yeah. and stuff, we were especially with the minor league. Out. You know, always trying to find ways to pull people in as best you can. Something new like this, and something fresh like this with the community, I, I think will will do will do well. Yeah, yeah. We always want to uh, be as inclusive as possible, and and I think this campaign um, will hopefully bring uh, a new demographic uh, of fans that are baseball fans that may just not come to minor league baseball. Right. And if you can get them to become a fan of the Kikuis, there's no reason why yeah. they wouldn't become a fan of the 66ers. Yes. Exactly. And and yes. that's the goal. The goal is to get more people. Enjoying baseball every day, right here. Right, and and if you 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 know you use a name or something that people recognize, it kind of draws them to it. So you know, yeah, Kukui, right. every, I there, mean, you, you, There's a better relation yeah. potentially. You know, they, right. they might relate more to that brand right. uh, initially than the 66ers. Correct. But I think you know the ultimate goal is, you know, we want more people watching baseball. We right. want more people involved in it, and I think this is a great way of doing it. Cool, cool. Other question we had, you know, coming into the new season. Um, you know, you, Sixers are always busy trying to do new things. But as far as rosters and, and, and prospects that come in, do you guys kind of get a feel of what you guys are, are getting as far as roster moves? Like, hey, we're going to send these prospects over? Or is it just kind of you guys just kind of play by ear as, as the yeah, team I mean, decides who they're going to bring over? Well, of course, you know, as you guys know, the Angels have full control right, over right, roster right. and who's coming. Um, I was actually uh, I was out in spring training, went out to, to – uh, Phoenix and Tempe uh, this last weekend with the family and, you know, met with some of the guys and, right. and just kind of caught up with the new coaching staff. You know, Ryan Barba, he was our hitting coach a couple years ago. He's coming back as our manager, which nice. is really exciting. He's a great guy. Um, but so just kind of talking to him, hey, what kind of team are we looking at? And they can kind of get a feel for it now. What? Yeah, they're, they're two weeks into spring training, essentially. You know, by no means are rosters anywhere no. close yeah. to being set. But – 
there's a bit of a, a, a gauge of, oh, you know what, this is what we think, you know, the double-A team's going to look like, this is what we think Inland's going to look like, right. Burlington, so on and so on. Right. And uh, I will say that, uh, you know, I've been told that as it stands now, uh, we should have an exciting team, and especially on the mound. Uh, wow, they, they're thinking yeah. that we should have a very exciting team on the mound, and, and um, that, you know, that's in terms of at the plate, they said, you know, we may uh, uh, I, it may not be as exciting, but some of these guys that are coming from Burlington, you know, as they progress, right. we could uh, see a lot of those guys throughout the year. And you guys know how those those rotations yeah. and those those promotions go. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the coaching staff that we have. I think there's a great group of guys. I'm really looking forward uh, to the new group of uh, players that are coming in. Now, with the Angels, like you said, the Angels have full control over the roster, who goes where. But do you ever watch the, you know, offseason and say, oh, you know, an Angel traded a player and they maybe got two minor league and kind of think, oh, that would be pretty cool if they came and stuff <laughs> like that. Or is it completely just, you know, whatever they give you, they give you. Or do you kind of be a fan at some point and be like, you know what, that would be really cool to see this guy down here at the uh, No, I want to win. Don't right, get me right. wrong. I want to win. Every I, I want us to win. I want us to put a great product on the field. Um, so, no, you know. There are definitely times where I'm thinking, boy, that'd be nice if that guy if that guy came this way. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I get what our role is right. with our affiliation. Our role is to uh, be a facility where these guys can develop and, and ultimately move on. I mean, the role is you want these guys to do as well as possible so they can leave you, which yeah. is absurd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They're moving on. It's a good thing. You know? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, that's, that, that's a good thing. And so... You know, I, I always hope that we have a, a strong team and, and that we're doing well. But I know that, honestly, the better you are, the more of a chance you have for these guys to be getting out yeah, of here. Get that so. phone call that so-and-so is moving up to double yeah. A, it's like, ah, oh, I lost. Yeah. But then you kind of feel like you did your part in developing yeah. that player. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. you know, we saw last year Jemai Jones was here. And, I mean, just exciting guys who came through nice, here. Yeah. Nice, Four, had a really nice. good, had yeah. a good spring training. I mean, you walk year, through yeah. the stadium gates and you see the guys that have played here. And you got Calhoun. You, I mean, Major League. Oh, yeah, stars, right you know. So I mean, that's one of the best parts about this business, and, and for my, in my opinion, one of the huge, biggest selling points. I know a lot of people um, look at minor league baseball as, as sometimes not even professional. I think a lot of people don't even realize <laughs> yeah, that this is professional right? yeah. baseball. You're right. Um, but when you start thinking about the the huge number of names oh, that yeah. have actually come through this facility, right. whether we were you know an Angels or or any of our other affiliations, right. Um, I think we did the math one time, and it, at, the last time we did it, uh, it was like 23 percent of every, of our all of our players that ever came through us made it to the big leagues wow. at that's, some point. That's crazy. That could have been for a day, or a it could have been for yeah. a Hall of Fame career. Exactly. Right. Uh, but just to think about that, that you know, when you've got a roster of 25 guys, uh, you know, five guys on that on that roster are going to make it to the majors at some point. So right. five guys at any given point. Of, the, of this team are going to be in the, in the in the pros at some point. Yeah, and, I, and I know as a fan, for me, coming to 66ers, it, it's cool to be like, you know, you might see him on a, on a major league roster, like, oh, I remember when he was at LN Empire, yeah. and it's just, it brings it back to like, yeah, I've seen the kind of the progression, i see him go to double A, and then now, wow, all of a sudden he's in the majors, and now you're like, that's right, I, I had that feeling with um, Middleton. Yeah. Also, oh, he got called Keenan, up. Yeah. Yeah. So, as soon as he got called, I'm like, wait, is that the same guy we saw in the Sixers, you know, two years ago or a year and a half ago? And then we're like, yeah. I'm like, wow. That's it's as a fan. I think that's one of the coolest parts coming out oh, to yeah. a minor league ballpark is just seeing how guys progress. And the next thing you know, boom, they're on TV, and you're like, that's right, I saw them. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that's one of the the fun parts of being a fan of minor league baseball. Beyond, of course, 
the other great stuff, which is the promotions yeah. And, yeah, and all the other fun things that we can incorporate <laughs> yeah. into a baseball game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, in between uh, innings is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. So, um, moving on from that, obviously, we're talking about the stadium and everything. Sure. The facility, the, the players that come through here, it's always, you know, the stadium always looks sharp. But you guys, this season, I mean, we're sitting out here right now, guys. We're sitting out in the stadium seating, in the bowl, and to our right is... Explain to us what we got here on the right here, yeah. Joe. It uh, looks good, though, right? It, it looks, looks great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. So, I mean, in this day and age, uh, baseball is – it's always been entertainment, but there's there's so much more to entertainment nowadays. And the, 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 the way the sport and the entertainment has evolved, it includes these group areas and these community areas that are inside the ballpark, right. the communal areas. <clears throat> and so what we did uh, – uh, is I, I've always been a big fan of being able to enjoy an area where you can be with a, a group of friends um, or, or family or whatever it is and in a casual uh, environment but still be up close to what you want to want to do you right. you know so so that's what we try to build here we try to build uh, what we call is now the Toyota of Redlands garage okay we took out uh, a number of seats right behind our first base dugout and we put an outdoor suite. It's a 35-person outdoor suite. Uh, and then right next to that is uh, a bar that is GA. You know, anybody in the ballpark can go into that area, awesome. get a drink, hang out, watch the game uh, from what is arguably one of the best seats in the house. Yeah. That it looks it looks amazing from here. I could just I could picture myself having a drink and looking out onto the field. And that's what we want you to yeah. do when you come. Yeah. So uh, and so yeah, I mean we. We not only we invested some money into this. Um, you can see, I mean, every single seat in the entire brand ballpark new, brand is brand new. Is brand new. Um, you know, the other seats. Don't get me wrong. We we did our best to keep them going as long as we did, and we got 19 years out of them or 20 years wow. out of them. That's good. That's whatever, a good run. Whatever it was, and and so, but we're excited. Uh, every seat's new. We got the the new group area. In my opinion, I mean, I've been here a lot of years. Uh, the ballpark right now looks as good as it has in a long time since i've been here and so you know um i'm excited about the changes that's awesome because uh last year you had the hanger the hanger yeah. out there which was great yeah um, for when you're walking around and and we i know Same chris kind of and i com co communal kind of yeah, thing you kind see of you know, your buddy they're like oh i didn't know you're coming to the game yeah and then you, you run there into people there and, yeah but over here this is awesome because you're super close. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're. you're I mean, you're action. literally right on top yeah. of the dugout. Yeah. And I'm excited about uh, seeing how our our opponents uh, <laughs> uh, feel about us putting a nice uh, group area and a bar right on top of their dugout. That should be a lot that, of fun yeah, to, to see how that works. Feedback. I'm sure you get great feedback from uh, that. But no, I mean the, the Hangar 24 area was mm. was a very similar concept. Right. Was you know what? How can we find a, uh, uh, an area of the ballpark? that you're uh, still able to watch the game, interact, but still be casual about it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, in the seats, you know, if you want to just hang out and, and, and be with a group of friends but be able to move around and, and have a kind of a casual environment, the seats aren't necessarily where you're going to be doing that. You're going to be right. standing around. Right. You see that a lot at ballparks. People yeah. are hanging out, you know, having drinks, talking, uh, meeting people. Right. That's what we're trying to build. We're trying to build environments where, you know, Two different groups of people can can interact in this group area or this uh, this communal area and and meet people and you know make friendships. 
Yeah. That's a, and that's what baseball is all about, coming out and having fun with your friends and, and, you know, not necessarily always sitting down. You just go walk around yeah. over here and let's hang out with these people. Oh, such and such is over there. Let's go hang out with them. Yeah. So this is cool. I, we're, I mean, I'm really looking good. out and yeah. all the green seating here and anyone who's watching the clip on, on the video side of it will see this. Chris, I'm sure, got pictures of it, but it looks amazing out here. We're excited for it. You know, I, I forgot to say this, but congratulations. Uh, what was it? Cal, uh, Cal Executive, Executive, Executive of the Year, year last yes, year. Yes, yeah. Congratulations I, on that. I appreciate um, it. This is our first time uh, seeing you since then, since yeah. that announcement. So yeah. wanted to, didn't want to go out without saying that. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate it. I will say, uh, and I've said it a bunch of times, you know, it's awesome. I, I It's very uh, humbling, I guess. My name's on it. But there's <laughs> no doubt in the, in the world that it's not possible with the amazing team the front office i have you guys know our front office yeah. uh we've got one of the hardest working front offices uh in minor league baseball yeah, these guys yeah. working and like i said it's it's i even told them i said it's you know it's one of those things where they put my name on it but there's no doubt it doesn't happen <laughs> a the, team the, award it, yeah, it, yeah it's a team award it doesn't yeah. happen without all those guys putting in the work that they do and right. and so i'm uh I'm, i was proud to have it but i was really you know more excited about it because i thought you know, it really, it showed that uh, what we're doing as a front office and as an organization uh, is being recognized uh, in the Cal League, and I thought that was nice to see. Right, and one yeah. thing that I will say is the difference it sets apart, and I'm not just saying this because this is a place I've always come. I've been to every, almost every Cal League stadium, and the smiles on the people's faces that work here is, it's amazing that you actually come and everyone's smiling. You feel welcomed here, yeah. and I, I that that's one thing that I can say, like, Wow, it sets uh, it apart. I hope so. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's our our goal is. Uh, I think one of our models is if we're having fun, uh, they're having fun. Okay, you know what I mean. Like and, that. and so if, if we can uh, if we can have fun while at work, and that's what we tell our game day staff, you know our our, our, our team members. Look, if if you guys are having fun, we actually just did orientation. I said if you guys are having fun, they're going to have fun too. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, you know, and so we want everybody, whether they're working here or, or whether they're just coming and enjoy a game. Baseball is supposed to be fun. Right. And all the other crazy stuff that we do with it should just add to it. Right. So. Cool. Right on. Well, thank you, Joe, for joining us again. We yes, really appreciate you. you taking the time out of your schedule to have us here. And we can't wait for this upcoming season. You'll, we'll be, you'll be seeing us around. Uh, you'll be seeing good. us a lot. So, <laughs> good, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we can't wait for the 2018 season. I'm sure you're you're excited as well. We're so. excited. April 5th, it's uh, it's. 14 days away. Coming quick. Two Coming weeks. real quick. Yep. Two weeks. It'll, so. it'll be here right, right before we know it. Right so. on. Cool. I appreciate so. the time, guys. Thank no, you. Thank you. Right. Appreciate thank you. it. And we'll see you next time. Thank awesome. You. Thanks. So that was our interview with the Inland Empire 66ers general manager and Cal 2017 Cal League executive of the year, Joe Hudson. Again, I can't. we can't talk more about how great they were to us and how great Joe was to us. Again, open their doors and let us in and walk around. Walk around and behind the yeah. scenes. The, the best part, you know, he's a busy dude and like you can even see it after the interview. Um, you know, he had one of his guys come up to him and like, you know, had to sign a couple papers here and there. He could have very easily been like, okay, guys, thank you for coming and kind of just shoot us out the door. Yeah. But no, he was very pleasant with his time even after the interview um we were still hanging around with him for probably another good 20 minutes or yeah. so talking about you know other stuff about with baseball but uh the fact that he's taking his time out the day not just for the interview but kind of you know the personal one-on-one -on -one time and you know be able to talk to him and stuff like that was really awesome really great um just kind of shows what the 66ers are in general with you know great 
uh, time at the ballpark, great customer service, fun, um, exciting way to see a ballpark and see a game without having to drive all the way to Anaheim, yeah. especially if you're from the you know San Bernardino, Riverside, uh, Fontana areas, is right there, real quick drive. <clears throat> um, if you guys haven't seen a 66er game, haven't gone to a 66er game, I highly recommend it, especially oh, yeah. people with kids. Um, it's a lot cheaper than Angel Stadium. They have kid uh, stuff there for them to play with. They have a great lawn section for kids to run around. Yeah. Um, check it out, check it out, check it out. Promos that they run during the course of the game in between innings. A lot of fun. One of the best mascots in the league in Bernie. Um, I, like like Daniel said, a great experience if you haven't been to a minor league baseball game. Go check out the Inland Empire 66ers. We, uh, we are media credentialed there. You'll see us there this year on the field and in the dugout. Taking pictures, getting interviews of the Inland Empire 66ers, obviously Los Angeles Angels uh, prospects, uh, future stars. Uh, we, he touched on it in the interview, all the stars that have kind of re- uh, made their way through the Inland Empire 66ers organization that are on the Angels team right now is ridiculous, you know. So um, thank you again for Joe, Joe for doing that for us and, and opening the doors, Sam and Well. And not just Joe, but the entire the Inland staff Empire and everybody, staff, yeah. yeah. All right, so we're going to finish up with these uh, the last couple of questions that we have here. Uh, one of them is from Mike Vigil. He said, I've seen the rally bus videos. Any way we can see this baby or get a ride, I'll gladly pay for a tour. That thing is awesome. Fandom on a whole other level. You guys kick butt. Uh, Chris was at the Dodgers-Angels exhibition game at Angel Stadium with the bus. Daniel and I could not be there, yeah. but uh, we will be there opening night yes. with the bus um, under the big A. Uh, so opening night, that's definitely the first time you'll be able to see the bus in person if you haven't already. April 2nd. April 2nd. So get there early. Uh, opening days are usually crazy as it is yes. already. So get there early. Uh, look for them underneath the bus. He likes to uh, fly the, uh, the, flag, the flags the really high. So definitely get there. Walk through. Chris will be there to answer any questions you have. Yeah. Explain, you know, he has a bunch of little trinkets and stuff <laughs> like that inside the bus. So yeah. if you have a question, oh, where'd you get this or where'd you find that? Yeah. Chris will be more than happy to uh, talk about where he got it or how he found it or anything yeah. like that. So definitely um, the first time people can see the bus if they haven't already will be opening day on Monday night. Yeah, and like Daniel said, get there early because I don't – Chris and I – I mean, I can't speak for Chris, but I'm not going to be there uh, an hour. Like I'm going to get the, – we're going to get there early. And then we're going to stay there for a couple hours and then get into the stadium because you want to check out the stadium, the new features of the stadium, check out the pregame festivities. So you want to check out the inside of the bus and you want a little quick tour. I'm sure Chris and I will be there for at least a good two, three hours before the game starts and then we're going to... And then we'll make sure too, as the season goes on, if we're taking it to another like Saturday game or Sunday game, whatever, we'll keep you guys informed through the podcast because as of right now, it's it's just the the Monday home opener, but I'm sure we'll figure out a game. We'll get together and be like, hey, let's go to this Mm -hmm. game and we'll take the bus. So we got something coming up in in, uh, San Bernardino that we touched on, but we'll get into that next week. So, uh, but yeah, definitely uh, opening day with more dates. TBA. So uh, keep listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, keep paying attention to uh, Halo Haven on both Instagram and Twitter. Halo underscore Haven. We'll post it. We'll shoot a message out there for people if they want to come and see it and, and all that information. Cool. Okay. So moving on to another question. This is from David Soto. David Soto was the uh, the lucky gentleman, one of the lucky gentlemen who won the uh, Mike Trout bobblehead giveaway of, uh, about a couple months back. There's actually someone else who won who hasn't emailed us back. So I don't know if he's been listening or just hasn't caught on. Huh. I'll send him an email, actually. Uh, but uh, David said, uh, "On you know, I'd love to hear what you guys think of the Angels promotions this year. I love the Simba bobblehead. 
Should be good ones. I'm an autograph memorabilia guy, so this stuff pumps me up. Hope all is well. Let's get this year rolling. Yeah, you know, as you know, as you should know, David and everyone else who listens, Chris is our memorabilia guy. He's yes. our autograph memorabilia guy, but uh, Daniel and I are really into the bobbleheads as well. Like, like we said at the beginning, this is like Halo Haven Light. So yeah. I have some stuff nowhere near as much as Chris, nope. but I have a little stuff here and there. Yeah, so um, looking at the at the uh, promotional schedule, um, there's a few things here and there. Obviously, the uh, Simba bobblehead is one of the right, ones. Right, that's that, one of the ones I'm personally more... Right. Uh, another Mike Trout. Yeah, but I think this time it was cool... It was a couple years ago. They did just Mike Trout bobbleheads. There was yeah. like three or four of them, but that's all they did throughout the season. They didn't do anything else. Um, this year with Mike Trout, they're doing a Nutcracker, so I'm guess it's going to be in the halfway to Christmas kind of thing right. they do every year. So to me, they didn't do a Mike Trout bobblehead, which is cool because there's plenty of those kind of flowing around. <laughs> doing a Trout uh, Nutcracker, I think, is pretty cool too. Yeah, um, like you said, Simmons bobblehead's really cool. The Otani double double bobblehead, probably like, pitching and batting. Yeah, pitching and batting will be cool. To see, so. They're definitely a couple years ago, you know, Chris and I had a conversation where we we felt like their their promotion game kind of lacked. It seems like they're picking it up ever since then. So definitely there's a handful of good ones out there, uh, bobbleheads. If bobbleheads aren't your thing, you know, there's that Pujols counter. There's a poncho. There's The couple, poncho looks pretty cool. The poncho looks cool. There's a couple hats out there, too, <laughs> to do that they're going to do. Um, so, yeah, so there's definitely if, – if, if bobbleheads aren't your thing, there's definitely other stuff out there to, to pay attention to yeah. and go pick up. They have the Pujols uh, figurine on right off the bat, like on – like The first Friday, Friday first Friday home game is the is the Pujols counter. Yeah, and, and and if you guys are into the bobbleheads and you're like, well, the Angels have a Mike Trout bobblehead on the schedule, and then Ellen Empire 66ers yeah, have a Mike Trout on their schedule bobblehead. Exactly. There with the Ellen Empire 66ers uniform, he, he rehabbed there last season. So. Right. He's definitely uh, you, you got you want a Mike Trout bobblehead fix and go to Inland Empire. You got to get there early though. Yeah, those ones are uh, only a certain amount get passed out, so definitely get there early and, and get in line. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so just before we take off again, thank you guys, Edward, David, Jason, Duncan, Lamar, Mike, uh, for sending in your emails. You guys can always email us any questions, concerns, comments to the podcast at all oh, at all angels base. What the heck? At All Angels Podcast. See, I'm ready for baseball season already. There you go. All Angels Podcast at gmail.com. All Angels Podcast at gmail.com. Um, hit us up there. That's, you know, follow us on the iTunes. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spreaker, go on iTunes, subscribe. Easiest way to get, get us on your phone. Automatically, we'll update you when when there's another pod or when we do another podcast. We'll show up on your phone. Download it, subscribe, uh, write content, give us mm-hmm. a review, help. Other people looking for Angels Baseball right. podcasts that might not know about this podcast yet, but when they search it, if people give it enough uh, stars and give it enough reviews, it'll pop up on their search first, and then boom, hook someone else up. So definitely yeah. do that. Even on Google Play. We're on Google Play, too. I don't have a, a Google uh, Android. Android phone, so I can't really like uh, uh, you know talk about how you can you know <laughs> do that. Yeah, but we're definitely on, I, on I, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. There. We actually did have a review from Halo Man 18 on 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 uh, iTunes. He said, "Great show, finally an Angels podcast." So, thanks. thank you, thank you. We yes. never got to shout you out. Cool. So, where can they find us on all the social media sites? Yeah, Daniel? again, so uh, Twitter and Instagram are the same. Halo underscore Haven. Um, you know, send us a message. Send us again comment. We're always looking for some kind of comment. Um, if you want to see something a little different, do you have an idea for something you want to see? Let us know. Hit us up. So Halo underscore Haven on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, the Halo Haven 
on online the halohaven.com is where you can see pictures we'll start posting pictures as the season goes on um john and i will start blogging a little bit more putting our dabbling our feet into that um but yeah check it out there's always a little informa- information about us about halo haven in general um so that's the halohaven.com um but yeah so that's the best way to reach us out you know all angels podcast at gmail.com um yeah, we're always looking for some some kind of uh, you know seeing what the fans want. What do we? What do the fans? What can we do to help you guys out or, or entertain you guys? That's what we want for sure. All right, so quickly, we just shout out thanks again to uh, Chris and Character Johnson for everything he does for us. Man, he's the one that uh, uh, lets us borrow his studio except for today. Yeah. Uh, again, we're at Halo Haven Light today. Yeah. But it's all good. Big shout out to Chris. Uh, big shout out to Jason Hendricks and the Dose Leprechauns podcast. He wanted to come through uh, Halo Haven again for this. Uh, He's like, when are you guys gonna when are you guys gonna do another show? I'm like, ah, oh, it's not gonna be at the Halo Haven this this yeah, week, but maybe probably next, next week. week. Yep. But again, remember, reminder, guys, next week we start every Thursday, Thursdays, every week. weekly. Now we are weekly, we are weekly, and we were we were just Jones in for the yeah. podcast fix, it's you like, know, it's so. like Christmas Eve. Yeah. So again, thank you guys for listening to the show. We'll catch us next Thursday. Go Halos! Uh, 2018 season is right here. It's on. It's knocking at the door. Let's go. Get it. Put your red on. I'm Johnny Mags. I'm Dan Garcia. And you're listening to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Y'all have a great night. And a great rest. no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card hey this looks amazing i'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel it's worth the trip that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpress.com slash with amex We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, 
he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.